My friend, what's that next thing, something good and beautiful that's waiting to show up in your life when you're rested enough to handle it? What new season can open up for you and for me as we take care of our soul? The Lord spoke through Isaiah the prophet, In returning and rest you shall be saved. In returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Isaiah 30 and verse 15. Hi, this is Brian Del Turco. You're listening to Jesus Smart the Podcast, episode 56. And the strong conviction here is that Jesus knows how this life works best in the now, right here, right now. The future is his. And here's a theological mind bender. The future is starting to show up in the present. This is the second half of a quality conversation with Bill and Harriet Maurer. They carry a wealth of experience and wisdom for us, today's Christ followers. They're inspiring us and dropping a lot of value on the forgotten wisdom, the neglected wisdom or ignored wisdom of resting and replenishing ourselves one day a week and at times pulling away from everything for more extended periods. Why? So that we can be more present and more fruitful when we're full-on engaged. We were recording in a restaurant, and we have a special cameo appearance to kick off this part of the conversation. Here we go. Can we pause for a cameo appearance, an audible cameo appearance? Now... Jason is here again. <laughs> Jason's like Jason's like some I work kind of, out of coffee shops. Jason's like some kind of a yeti that you see him once in a while and he shows up <laughs> some kind of a evasive animal. Some, now yes. Jason is a, a best friend of mine and he's here at Panera again. Uh, Jason, what do you think about this couple? They're gold, aren't they? Harry Mauer, tell us. I I told him when when I walked in I said they're spiritual gangsters. <laughs> okay. They're they make hell shake a little bit. That's what we Jesus, want. The devil nervous, yeah. Yeah, they kind of get freaked out. I said when they were walking into Panera that the demons were all going, "Oh, son of a gun." <laughs> They're coming, man. They're coming to hook up with Jason and Brian. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They don't like that, but yeah. Hey, Jason, um, how's your how's your soul doing? Are you caring for your soul properly? Mm. Well, I, I'd like to think I do. I get to see Pastor Bill here every Tuesday-ish okay. when he's not flying around the world with his lovely wife. But yeah, I, tr- I try to um, hang out with Jesus. I wish I could say every day, but sometimes my schedule doesn't allow for that. Um, well, I shouldn't, I just have very weird, awkward schedule. So I try to hang out with him daily, sure. but definitely, um, s- several times a week, Sundays, but then, um, but I also like to connect with the fellas. I feel like there's some good soul stuff that goes on when yeah, you do that weekly, don't you? With, on, weekly on, on, on Tuesdays. Tuesday yeah. Yep. Bill's Keep, part of that. Keeping it real, keeping it honest, transparent. Yep. Yeah. Doing the Lectio stuff, which again, I wouldn't be where I'm at without these spiritual gangsters. And then, you know, the church that we all attend and stuff, they are doing the Lectio stuff. So, yes. So I feel like, yeah, I'm probably, I could always do better. I don't feel like I've arrived, but I feel like. Do you need a retreat right now or a sabbatical? 
I I wouldn't turn it down, to be honest with you. <laughs> I would jump on it. <laughs> When's the last time you've been on a bonafide retreat? <laughs> hmm. Um, probably with our fellows group at the church. Okay. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah, September of 18. Yeah. Are you addicted to your cell phone? I am. Okay. So we're talking about that, too. Yes. Aren't you glad you I came can over? Be. Yeah. I mean, I, I can be if I... I yeah, I'm, I would say yes. I'm addicted to it. <laughs> I would. I would bear witness. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My so would my wife. And I am too. I'm sure my kids would even thumbs up and say, "Yep, he's addicted." <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah. We're just kind of talking about how Jesus really modeled like being full on engaged in kingdom activity intensely, mm. but then he would pull back, full on engaged again, pull back once in a while, and, and head up um, to the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd pull away with his. His key guys. Mm-hmm. Right. That kind of rhythm and cadence. That's pretty important, isn't it? Yeah. And I would say that these guys here have been exceptional at that. Yeah. I feel like I, my personality, I'm kind of like an all in or nothing type of person. You're like a binary on off. I can be. Okay. And I've really tried over the years to not be that type of person, but be more consistent. Like I burned out of ministry twice mm-hmm. over. How long were you in full-time ministry? 15 years? 15 years. Twice you burn out? Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and it was bad burnout, like toasted, because I probably wasn't taking care of my soul, you know? Um, me, I was thinking about everybody else and to the point of exhaustion, and then I just don't want to do anything and turn it off and run and hide, So, um, which is clearly not the Jesus way. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm probably the epitome of having a lot of passion, but then... Um, you know, depleting myself, not slowing down to take time for myself. I think it's super easy if we're really gut level honest, all Christians, everybody, everywhere, super, super easy to do. And I'm guilty. Don't you think Jason's a pastor though? I mean, he takes, he pastors wherever he's at. He pastors in the new media space, you know, I mean, he just, I I think you'll be running with that for life. I I would love There's other giftings too. There's a gift cluster there, but I mean, Bill's talked about marketplace ministry. Yeah. Marketplace giftings and ministry. Yeah, yeah and I, I can't seem to shake that. I don't That's know where it's why. at for you yeah. right now, isn't it? It is. I really do. I think the one of the greatest revivals could take place in the marketplace because, I don't know, people... It's kind of like European soccer. Like, no matter where you go in the world, people know about Manchester United and Arsenal <laughs> and because it's the love of the game that brings people together. And the marketplace... It allows for business people to come together under a very familiar banner. And it's very easy for one successful business owner to look at another and go, yeah, you're kicking butt, but you have something that I don't have. What is that? And to see that we're playing on the same team and we're, you know, selling a product or a service. But, um, but wow, I really like how you treat your employees or I like how you do this in your business. And then before you know it, the conversation is is on where the strength and the power really resides, you know, it's in Jesus. So I don't know, it just, I, even today sitting in Panera again, a buddy had walked in and before I knew it, we were chit-chatting and Jesus inevitably comes up sometime, somehow, some way. You were working on a business proposal, right? Or a project proposal and, and, yep. and then this ministry bleeds into it. And I mean, yep. it's really demonstrating kingdom success principles like in business or education or public policy these spaces right and in culture Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we got a real passion for that yeah i yeah so yeah i do i do i'm curious (laughs) to see what jesus will do with that (laughs) 
I hope I don't, you know, burn out from that, you know, and I take care of my soul. That's what I owe. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm not perfect, but I'm getting there. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, thanks for his yeah, grace and his mercy. For all of us. Wow. But thanks for letting me. Well, thanks, chit-chat. Jason, for the cameo. <laughs> and as long as I see you around, man, there might be more of these. I don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> we work out of the same coffee shops, clearly. <laughs> all right. Thanks, thanks Jason. Jason. We'll see you. You know, see I you, think buddy. what he's talking about isn't that he has an assignment, but he has a calling. Yeah, clearly. And so where does the where does the calling live? And you're doing that really well. Yeah, the calling just keeps going, right? In different spaces, That's right. yeah. That's right. See you, Jason. Yeah, you so the retreats and you you have them in your home and you also have them in, in neutral settings, right? Pull these people together, pull them out of their That's out of their right. out of so, their little hamster wheels and get them relaxed <laughs> and centered down and That's true. So the, the look is, what do we, how do we spend a Sabbath? And you know what we do during the weekend? We have gone apple picking. We've gone on um, uh, uh, kayaking. Yeah, we go kayaking in the summertime. And uh, we, we, we walk at beautiful gardens and, and all. I've taken them to concerts at Oberlin. So we want to see that a Sabbath is about what you like to do. It's not staying home and reading your Bible all day long. It's oh, what is it that, that fills your tank? <laughs> yeah. What is it that energizes you? What yeah. is it that you enjoy? And that's what we want to have for our retreats. We have times where we just enjoy each other. Sure, we have the solitude and, and silence, but we also have the yeah. other things. I mean, they accuse Jesus of being like a glutton and a wine bibber. <laughs> I mean, he, he wasn't a glutton, but he clearly enjoyed food yes, and wine absolutely. and fellowship, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so we have a really, we have a really fun time, lots of laughter. And so that's what makes the, the, the whole, you know, part of these retreats so livable for us, I think. It's not just we can't have phones, but instead, look what we're enjoying more without the distractions. Yeah, absolutely. Bill, what, what is Sabbath rest? I mean, we don't, we don't keep the sixth or the, like a Saturday, like... Do we? No. As the Sabbath, and that's, or, well, Not Saturday would be the seventh day, actually, right? It's Saturday, yeah, but. Usually a, uh, a day, we, we, we don't know how to separate Sabbath from a day off. Typically, people work five days a week, and they have a, a two-day weekend, you know. And uh, those are two free days to do what I want to do. And, uh, or to get my jobs around the house or <laughs> go play golf or do something that I wasn't able to do during the week. Sure. And some of that is fine, but we need to have a Sabbath that gives us time, like Harriet says, to rest, to be replenished. That's why I believe that God told the people of Israel to take one day out of seven and rest. No work, just rest. And uh, they made a law out of it rather than make, making it something that was now, something in they its enjoyed. original form. Was that even? There was like no synagogue, was there? It wasn't like a quote-unquote church no, day for them, was it? I no, mean, it, it was like an actual just, day. It was a day a to total rest. Day off. Yeah. It wasn't like tied to a church service, was it? <laughs> no, because in they that, had uh, morning and evening sacrifices every day, as far as yeah. that goes, in terms of their worship. But the, the whole idea of resting was the idea of being replenished. 
Yeah, see, the reason, if we go seven days a week without stopping, mm -hmm. then that eventually leads to burnout. Mm -hmm. the, the seventh day for rest was a, a day to be replenished. So you have the energy to go six more days the next week. And then you become more fruitful even in your work than you would have been had you worked I think All that's that true. You, yeah, you I mean, actually come out ahead, don't absolutely. you? Absolutely. That's the yeah. beauty of it. And uh, I think even the the marketplace world recognizes they do. that. And yeah. they, they give people time off because they realize they can't work nonstop and, and get the same production out yeah. of their employees than they, than they can if they would take that day off. And, and it's not just to do other work around the house to do the laundry, to do the errands and stuff. <laughs> it, it's a day to that the family looks forward to being together. So does that look different time. for different people and different yeah, families? Yeah, whatever. Based on their interests? Maybe absolutely. they want to paint or maybe they yep. want to go kayaking. Yep. or. Now there's also, it should be a time set aside to seek the Lord more than you would on a, on even a other day. days. Yeah, too. I believe. Yeah, I think so that's you right. set aside some time to focus on Him and then there's time to just enjoy Him in, in, in normal creation and in life together, friendships, yeah, meals. You make it sound very enviable, I tell you. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it should be the kind of thing this? I am. families are, are saying, Dad, what are we going to do for our Sabbath this week? What, what, wouldn't that change the atmosphere of a family if the kids started requiring it? Yeah. Wow. Because they enjoyed it so much, which yeah. they could. It could revolutionize yeah. family life, couldn't it? Yes. We're just grinding with TV. We're grinding with our cell phones. Even on our days off from work, we're still grinding, aren't we? Yeah. We're grinding with washing machines and just, it never stops. We'll continue with Bill and Harriet in just a moment. Jason was transparent with us, wasn't he? And he let us know that he had burnt out twice in the ministry because he was not caring for his soul. It's a cliche phrase, you know, being burnt out. But the reason it's a cliche is it's so common. And are some of us burnt out and we don't even know it? And did you hear what Bill was saying about the seventh day principle being designed into creation, coded into everything? And if we cooperate with that kingdom dynamic, we will be more fruitful, more productive. Now let's continue more on this seven day cycle and even how our adversary fights against it, just as he fights against all of creation and anything that is designed by God. We heard Pete Scazzaro a few years ago, and he had his, uh, you laugh, because you probably know where I'm going. He, he talked about Sabbath, and he had his hand in front of him, and he just swooped his hand across and said this, we work, and then he stopped that movement with his hand and said, and we rest. We work, and we rest. We were, and he had everybody do it. We work, and we rest. And then he looked at us, uh, probably about 400 pastors and leaders in the room and he said oh but wait a minute that's not for you that's just for the people of God okay. <laughs> and he said because what you do is you work okay I have two weeks coming up in this summer rest 
Then I work, yep. and he said, there's no sequence, there's no, and he used this word, rhythm. Life yes. is based on rhythm. Our heart has a rhythm. Brain waves have rhythms. Yeah. And we see it even in a, you know, in a, in a room where you have machines set up to, to watch people's you know, stats. And so he said, we are based on rhythms. And God intended for your lifestyle to be a rhythm as well. Mm. And he said, until we learn that, and at the the rhythm of the rest, the rhythm of of the, uh, you know, of the seventh day, yeah. and the Sabbath, we really won't have any, the fruitfulness of the seven days. So it was interesting. One time I was in Africa, and it was a French-speaking nation. Okay. And so I did this teaching on the work and the rest, and and in French they all did whatever those words are in French. We da 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 da. A year later, when I went back, this pastor came up to me, and he said to me, ah, and then he went again, The and he said it in French, we were, give me rest, and he said, I'm doing that, and he smiled, and he said, yes, yes, I'm doing it, I'm free, oh I'm goodness. free from the work. <laughs> wow. Uh, it was he great. He actually felt delivered in a oh, sense. Oh, he did. He was just, and he had tears in his eyes. And I hadn't remembered him, but I, I'll never forget him now. So I think that's what, when we said earlier, we say, wow, that changed my life, this changed my life. No, it has the potential to change our life, yeah. you see. He took it home, and, and it became his lifestyle. He probably spent three, six months to really, I think, I think experts are saying now that it takes 66 days to really? establish a new rhythm. See? We used to think 21, you know, and talk yeah. about that, but it's it's actually, yeah. they're saying 66. Wow. I don't know why. There's something I've heard recently about three 21-day cycles. Like, if you can go through three 21-day cycles of establishing a new pattern or, mm. or, or something, then you, you bake it in. And we is have that, a lot right? more you, competition than we used to perhaps years ago with the 21 days. I don't know. Yeah. But the competition oh, that my, we're facing now is oh, yeah. huge. With the internet, especially. Yeah, when you said that 60 some days, uh, Caroline Leaf, Dr. Caroline Leaf, she says that. She started out with the 21 day uh, that's, detox that's of your I brain. That's where I got that from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's where I got that from. Yeah. I, I forgot where I got it from. That's yeah. it, yeah. And, and she's a neurosurgeon, right? This is all based on science oh, and research. Uh, neuroscientist. Neuroscientist. She's not a surgeon. Not a surgeon, yeah, yeah. scientist, yeah, mm -hmm. research scientist. Christian, you know, spirit-filled, right. tremendous resource. Dr. Caroline Leaf, check her out. On, look her up. Yes. It seems there's something about the seven-day window, right? Mm -hmm. It seems that God has coded into creation something about the seven-day cycle. Absolutely. Yeah. It's an why opportunity. Would, it keeps cycling around every seven days. Why would God have rested on the seventh day if he didn't he think it? it was important? Like a model or a precedent yes. for us. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he, wasn't, he, he was setting a, a pattern for us. Truly. In that uh, he didn't need it, but he wants it because he wants that day to have a special meaning mm. for he and us, for him and us, so because it's relationship. Is, could I ask, if this is coded into creation, which we, we, we think it is, right? God modeled it as a precedent way back in Genesis, right? Mm -hmm. What would the adversary of our souls do? Mm-hmm. Exactly. What would he intend to do then? Yeah, he he wants us to uh, think that we've got to do it. It's not going to get done if I don't do it. So he would he would seek to drive us. Absolutely. To, to, to yeah. 
I think it's one of his underhanded tactics <laughs> to uh, subtle. He's to subtle. distract us, to ruin us, actually. Yeah, to tr- you know, Jason just mentioned about burnout. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've all been there one degree or another, one time or another in our life because we think it all depends on us. There was a Christmas as we were pastoring, <clears throat> our children were all at home and we were going to, it was December, we were going to take them sledding. And uh, so everybody was ready to go and I was sitting on the steps and trying to get my boots on and I couldn't get my boots on and I started crying. <laughs> and so, so Bill said, he called in and said, to to Billy, our son said, "Where's your mom?" And she's and he said, "She can't get her boots on. She's crying." <laughs> and so we all know it wasn't the boots; it was just everything else in December that I had going. After we got back from sledding, Bill <laughs> and I had a little conversation, and he said, "Okay, you're not going to do that." Oh, but I have to do that. No, you don't. You're not going to do this. <laughs> the good husband steps in and he helps. He took with things that, yeah. away from me and that I thought I had to do. We uh, don't have to do. We don't have to do it we all. We don't have to do it all. And I will never forget that Christmas because it paced me for the next Christmas. And it was every, there were just so many things happening. I won't even talk about every single one because we all know what those are. But that was the point. He took them away and he asked somebody else to take over that thing for me. And it was amazing. So I would say for any woman out there who's crying, even putting on her boots, (laughs) what is it that, that just needs to be taken off your plate? I had a similar thing happen recently with um, there was something, some opportunity that was presenting itself to me, you know, that would really be an enlarging opportunity. Mm. And then I found out that the door was closed. Mm. I was tired. Sleep. Maybe we should just talk about daily sleep, too, you know, Mm -hmm. just baseline sleep, rest every night. But. I was tired, and so, you know, someone has said, like, when fatigue comes in, faith goes out the window. So I started having a conversation with my wife, and it just brought up, I was vent, I was ventilating with her. But the whole experience just brought up a whole, I would have been better to stop talking. Let's just say that. It brought up a whole a whole load of crap, if I could say that. I mean, I, I think John Eldridge talks about that, that, you know, something will trigger us, and then it just, there's a whole bunch of crap behind it that's latent mm-hmm. frustration that sure. just comes up. And some of that came up, and sure enough, it took me about uh, probably a good 24 hours to detoxify myself from that one, you know, cleanse myself from, <laughs> what are we saying? We're saying that fatigue, latent mm-hmm. frustrations can, can erupt with triggers. Sure. It wasn't the boots, was it? It was just what's behind the boots came up, was, was, right. was coming through. Pay attention to those frustrations. Pay attention to those tears. And uh, because there's something, uh, I think, what God wants to communicate with us. We don't pay attention to them, and we have a discernment about them, and we continue going. Pulling away for just a moment, we'll get right back at it. If we want to live optimally, we will align with design. As we conclude our conversation with Bill and Harriet, we're going to discover that the father longs for relationship with his sons and daughters. He's not looking for employees or slaves as such. Our serving comes out of a family relationship. It comes out of a sonship, a daughtership with the father. And Harriet is going to let us know the difference between secular soul care and kingdom soul care. What about just evening sleep? 
I mean, I think Psalms 127 says, you know, unless the Lord builds a house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches the city, the watchmen stand stand guard in vain. Mm-hmm. Um, it is vain for you to read. How to, oh, it is vain for you to rise early and stay up late, toiling for food. He grants. Some translations say he grants sleep to his beloved. Some say he grants to his beloved in their sleep, but. It's a problem today. A lot of scientists talking about mm-hmm. sleep aids, N- not like pills, but like tech to sleep mm-hmm. better. <laughs> right. You know, apps and beds and. Right. Yeah, um, sleep is a very important thing. It's probably, you know, we think it's a waste of time. And so we do it as little as possible <laughs> in order to, we think we'll get more done. Yes. When actually. It takes away from, and everybody doesn't need the same amount of sleep, I suppose. Some people are wired a little differently. Yet, I think sometimes we push the envelope too much with that, and that's why we get sick. That's why we, uh, we, we pay for it later, and we end up two, three days in bed yeah. to recover from Yeah, <laughs> We could have uh, eliminated also, Yeah, they're also saying that even over the course of a lifetime that we pay for it, yeah, oh, Later definitely. Absolutely. Take years off of your life. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think we just, I think we need to be more aware of the fact that God created us for relationship, not to be his employees. Oh, say that. Wow. Not his employees, but for relationship with him. Right. And he's yeah. also very much interested in our relationships with each other and his exactly. family. Yeah, it's all about relationship. That's what we say. You know, you hear people say, what's the most important thing to you? People say family. They very seldom say work. Yeah, especially at the end of life, right? Yeah, If, if you exactly. ask them. Yeah. <laughs> and so we need to keep perspective all the time because we're all tempted to... Uh, to, to uh, push things uh, to get an advantage or whatever it is. And, and there are seasons in life that might be more, uh, more work-intensive than others. You know? Like a new infant comes into the house, right? Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah, right. or maybe a new job a or business startup or a new job. For the next three months, I'm going to be a lot busy. But you can't maintain that all year long. As a lifestyle, right? Exactly. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm hearing that. So, Harriet, what is the difference between uh, soul care that is biblical and soul care that is just secular? Because there are non-Christians that are talking about soul care. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, I think soul care for the the person who isn't believing in Christ yet could be selfish. <laughs> and it's about me. And it's about me having my vacations or taking care of care of me. Whereas okay. it's so different with soul care for uh, a believer in Christ, because part of my soul care is for the benefit of the kingdom. And so I would say those are probably the two distinguishing parts. That if my soul care can benefit the kingdom, and uh, and benefit people, then wow, that's. That's really the, the yeah strength. really benefit the kingdom be more available to the kingdom be more present mm-hmm. more effective more fruitful mm-hmm. right for the kingdom yes also uh, with our loved ones be more present be more yeah. uh, engaged yeah it's like when we don't care for our soul it's like we become dull do we, mm-hmm. we a little withdrawn mm-hmm. like we glaze over mm-hmm. we're just like some kind of a, a mouse on a wheel yeah. it's just not 
fully present, it seems. Mm-hmm. So it, it enhances our marriages, would you say, and our parenting, grandparenting, friendships? Oh, absolutely, because I think it gives you an awareness that when we care for ourselves, awareness of people, our spouse, our family, our, you know, our friends, our church, yeah. person we don't even know well, yeah. um, there's an awareness that comes to us when we have that mm. priority of, of listening and I could, you know, any of us, we can walk in callousness and not pick up anything. Yeah, we don't, we're unaware, and we're like dishonoring to people in that we are not sensitive to their presence or their yeah, needs. Yeah. Or how can I help them better or yeah. how can I love them well, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And those are very practical things. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> in terms of caring for people. We had a neighbor that um, I took her to the grocery store once and, and we were getting getting her stuff, and she, and we couldn't read her writing. It was so bad, and everything. And and I just was getting upset with her, because we were going back and forth in the aisles, and she couldn't remember what she wanted and everything. And I felt as though I really felt as though I when I was like, oh come on, let's go, let's go. <laughs> that that this thought came to me: Why can't you enjoy her? Why is this such a big deal for you? We have nothing else on this afternoon at all. Why are you struggling with her? Couldn't you just enjoy her? And so I said something to her that was, well, I thought it was a little funny, and she laughed too. And we started having a good time. Oh, wow. And we were in the store for two hours. (laughs) And I came home, helped her put her groceries away and all. And uh, and I looked at her, and I said, I'll say her name is Sue. It's not. But I said, Sue... I had the best time with you. And, and she said, I did with you too. And I said, I love you. And it was interesting. The way I looked at her brought a love for her rather than running an errand with her. Mm. And so I need far more of those times in my life where I have awareness of people. And I really believe that soul care is not just for me. Mm, that's really good. So selfish approach to soul care, like my goals right my personal life enhancement Mm -hmm. but kingdom and others what are the two great commandments again love god (laughs) and and love your neighbor as yourself so now your life coaching harriet as well so you guys are doing the retreats and what are the edges that you're developing there in life coaching as you work with individuals Mm -hmm. yeah helping them with goals and helping it's really fun the first First thing we do is um, talk about their values, what's important to them. And most people know, well, this this is important to me or this is, but they've never really written value statements and made decisions based on their values, their okay. personal values. Yeah. So that's where we always start. And then we say, put them in front of you. And so you know, a lot of them put on their computer screen, so when they open it up, they read their values. They put them on the bathroom mirror or whatever, so mm-hmm. they become... They have 10 values about their personal life. And uh, and one gal, she said this to me. She said, Harriet, I was so frustrated in my job till I knew my values. And then I knew I can value this and still work for this man. And it was... What, the, what, what happened to her? She felt more... Um uh, self-aware and more more in control, if yeah. you will, of her own value system. Yeah, and she didn't feel as though they were competitive with his. I see. She said, I just was still conflicting all the time. But God said to me, you can still honor him. This is your job. And yet keep your own values personally. And they weren't competing. 
and what a freedom that gave to mm. her. See. Yeah. So we begin with that, and then they then they have a goal based on one of their values. Okay. And it could be a value that they want to improve, or it could be a value that re- they're really doing well in yeah. that they want to take to the next level. Yeah. That's the fun. So Harriet, for for life coaching, what is the best way to reach out to you, contact you, sure. for those interested? Yes, it would be instant messenger on Facebook. Okay. Harriet Maurer. Yes. And then the other way would be on my email. Yes. Which is H-Z-Z as in zebra, H-Z-M-O-U-E-R at gmail.com. Great. And we'll put those in the show notes page too, links that people can just reference that as well. Tremendous. And and tell us about the resource you developed, Lectio Divina for Kids, again. And what is the oh, website yeah. for that? Yeah. That, that is a resource of Lectio Divina that Bill was talking about, but applicable right. for, for kids. kids. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, this is great. It's called My Start Journal. It's a beginning place for kids to listen. MyStartJournal.com. MyStartJournal.com. Right? Yes. yes. And uh, so it's been great. We have kids in Costa Rica and England and Africa and uh, and you were mentioning it's being translated into a couple languages now. Yeah, Polish? yeah, just where the kids are in in Poland. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends just did, uh, you know, they they use the journal for that. Yeah. As well as uh, we have some compassion children that are going to be using it with that organization in the Philippines. Philippines. So we're really excited about that. So as the, well. so the yeah, it's beginning to reach out. And Australia, of course. Australia, it's beginning yes. to reach out with an international international footprint and it's awesome bill let me ask you one more question i'm curious we were talking about the research is now saying based on neuroscience that it takes 66 days to establish a new pattern or a new precedent in your life we typically i thought 21 days we've heard a lot about that right and there's probably value in 21 days but now they're saying 66 based on science would there be any value bill in approaching our year in six 66-day spans of time. (laughs) This is crazy. I mean, should we be like every couple months maybe doing a personal audit or or at least every quarter looking at our, how we're doing with these issues of soul care, our goals, our our, our, our scheduling? Yeah, sure. I think constant uh, recalibrating, you know, we we hear that on our uh, GPS all the time, you know, when we (laughs) make a wrong turn. <laughs> Re- recalibrating Thank or you, whatever. Holy Spirit. Recalibrating. Yeah, yeah it, we need constant reevaluation to see how we're progressing in the areas of growth and change in our lives. And you're right. I think if you work on something for a couple of months uh, and it becomes a daily focus, then it has a greater chance of becoming part of your. Part of who you are moving Yeah, moving your habit. Forward, yeah. You know. Sure. Yeah, I think we drift, and I think fatigue can creep up on us, and our soul can get kind of in need of care fairly quickly mm-hmm. if we don't pay attention to it. This has been tremendous content. I appreciate it. Would you care to pray for us in this area, Bill? Soul care, taking mm-hmm. care of our souls, managing ourselves, stewarding our lives in a way that's healthy, glorifying to the Lord, optimal for the kingdom. Amen. Be glad to. Thank you, Father, for this time to share about managing our soul care. We thank you, Lord, that you have provided for everything that we need. And that comes out of our relationship with you. But forgive us, Lord, for approaching that in a 
an academic way mm. where we check a box for reading our Bible and praying on a consistent basis, which is good. But Lord, teach us how to really rest in you. Teach us how to rely upon you for everything we need and to go to you even moment by moment, as well as taking out special time to focus what you are trying to say to us and do in our lives. We thank you, Lord, that you created us for a relationship. We thank you, Lord, that uh, you have everything that we need. And so we ask you to do the work in us that only you can do. Change us into the image of Jesus, we pray. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bill and Harriet, for carving out time for this, okay? And uh, I appreciate it. I benefited from it. Check out the show notes page for links to other resources that we mentioned. Okay. God bless you guys. Bless, bless you, you, Brian. Thank you, Bill and Harriet, for investing time with all of us who are listening in. We appreciate you and we value your place in the kingdom. You're important. Here are two questions to think about, which I asked last week. What's waiting to show up in your life when you're rested enough to handle it? And number two, what new season? That season you're wired for, something you're created for, it's deep on the inside of you. What can open up for you as you take care of your soul? Thank you for being with us. You've listened to episode 56. And what is the most popular of the 55 episodes to date? I'm going to tell you again, it's episode number nine with Harriet Maurer and Rebecca Tobar, where they talk about Lectio Divina for kids. Check it out. Episodes nine and 10 and the resource they created to bring this dynamic Christian practice and tradition, this heritage to kids. Thanks, friend, for rating, reviewing, and following the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and other major listening options. It helps others discover that content to see if it's a good fit for them. Plus, of course, when you subscribe, it keeps you connected. Great things are on the way. If you want to learn and get ahead faster, consider the Facebook group. It's a free online group. Just go to Facebook and search for Jesus Smart. It should pull it right up to the top. And there's links there to resources. You can submit questions. Uh, there's always something there to, to, I think, add some value into your life if you want to get smart in the Lord. Begin to apply and act on what you're learning. This helps us to get ahead faster and to learn more deeply. And another great thing we can do is begin to teach, which simply means to share. You can really lock it into your understanding as you begin to share what you're learning with others. It's actually a good idea in life to share and teach everything we know and everything we're discovering as we develop a real heart knowledge with the King, Jesus Christ. We love it when you leave a review on iTunes with your biggest takeaway for an episode or just a general review. Also, posting and sharing about the podcast on social media is a great help. Visit JesusSmart.com to see the show notes page for this specific episode. You can leave thoughts and questions there, comments, and you're going to find there some additional resources to dive deeper with this theme today of soul care. Plus, you can sign up to receive a free weekly email for next-level ideas and practice to advance as a Christ follower. As always, with Jesus, our horizon is brilliant. Find your storyline in the royal narrative. Make it a smart week. All the best until next time.